You're listening to Take a Look with Brooke, episode four. We're all walking home. We're not there yet, but we're finding our way back. It's a long run and we've got a long view, but when we fix our eyes on God, we're not gonna quit. He is the surest and safest way. So let's take a look at our faith and the way forward. Together, we'll see that it's worth it. Hey everybody, I'm really excited about today's topic. Might get a little nerdy. When God created us, he created us to be like him and with a purpose. He said, let us make mankind in our image, in our likeness, so that they may rule. I think it's good for us to understand God created mankind very specifically. He created you like him, relational and emotional. We were created with purpose and with peace, functioning as man and woman exactly how they were designed to, with the right psychology, the right emotions and actions. That purpose he gave was to rule over everything that was created. We were given dominion and authority over it. We were intended to do life-giving and meaningful work. It's known as the creation mandate. And I don't know about you, but I don't think we live like this. I think most of us walk around in a way that the world is happening to us. And that means very few of us walk around as if we rule. And that's not an arrogant, look how great I am. I've got my life together. I'm awesome. It's not that mentality. It's the idea that God would be the supreme ruler over all and that we would rule underneath him. If you've seen the movie Princess Diaries, it's a movie I quite love. There's a scene where Queen Clarice is telling Mia, Thermopolis, she's not just an ordinary girl. If you can hear the Julie Andrews voice, she says, you can rule. We can rule our family by taking care of them to the best of our ability. We can take care of our mind and bodies well. We can steward our homes and work. We can make much of what we've been given. And I bet I'm not the only one, too, that has a hope for God to bring all that he has through me so that it can overflow into those I come in contact with. Because let me tell you, when someone is walking in the Spirit, it impacts everyone around them. Their joy and energy, maybe it's their lightness, their calm strength, their quiet confidence. It's contagious. We're attracted to it. We know it when we feel it. Today, may we consider how we might take ownership of our faith and gain some momentum. Again, I'm really excited to share a perspective that I learned from a pastor named Mike Adkins. He's from Discover Grace Church in Orlando. He did a series on getting unstuck in your spiritual life, and his perspectives and interpretation of truth really altered my approach to living out my faith. I'll put a link to his series in our show notes. But for now, let's start with a little bit of science. Not that I'm qualified, but this is general knowledge, so let's take a look at Newton's laws of motion. These are rules of the physical world, which I feel are emblematic of spiritual truths. So take this as a metaphor, and we're going to see the parallels. Newton's first law of motion tells us objects at rest will stay at rest. It also tells us that objects in motion will keep moving unless acted upon by an outside force. In other words, you will not move the ball unless something from the outside 
forces the ball to move. With this in mind, I think it's appropriate to consider a spiritual life at rest is going to stay at rest until acted upon. Encouraging the ball is not going to make it move. You have to do something. And it's not about how we feel or what we think, but what we do and how we do it. And not doing is still doing something. Here's the deal. We're going to put our spiritual life in motion or we're not. The wait and watch method, mm -mm, not biblical and not effective. Our next step toward Christ, it's never about you alone and God alone. It's about you and God working together. I want us to remember that. It's about us walking home together. He's the best person to walk with and he knows the best way. He is the way. If you feel stuck, I'm praying right now that you would make a move and begin to gain momentum, that you would overcome whatever hesitancy or challenge that is holding you back. May today be the day that we take a step forward towards all God has for us. All right, Newton's second law of motion. It addresses what happens when there is a force acting on an object. It considers how something accelerates. It tells us the greater the force, the greater the acceleration. The greater the mass, the greater the force needed to move the object. We learn that two objects with different weights or mass will need different amounts of force to move them and the acceleration levels will be different. In all of my coaching and fitness mentorship, I've made a point to convey that you will get out of it what you put into it. We want to do everything we can in our spiritual life. And so we need to put ourselves into a position and posture to receive from God what he wants to give us. In other words, it's not completely up to me, but I do play a part in how I can grow. And as we are in motion, it might feel like there's always something pushing us back. So we've got to continue to do the work. Momentum. It's the... From the standard dictionary, it's defined as strength or force gained by motion or by a series of events. It's taking a step. It's putting something in motion to stay in motion. Now, the default of the human heart is to believe that we have to work to get to God, work to get God's affection. But I want you to catch this. Salvation is a free gift from God. If you receive him, he receives you. So that is justification. God declares it, a gift from him. He receives you, accepts you, no matter where you are. And then sanctification is working cooperatively with God to get there. We want to work in such a way that our spiritual life grows. And the truth is, when we put ourselves in motion, it's going to be difficult because there will be friction. Learning the better thing is going to take effort. And it will require the Holy Spirit to help us understand. Quick tangent here. I know I just used a few words there that I hope you're familiar with, but maybe you're not. Salvation, justification, sanctification, they're big words and they hold significant meaning. Here's my encouragement for you. If a word feels too big or you don't understand, will you find someone who can put it into a language that helps you understand? I want it to be put into a language that opens up the kingdom of heaven for you. We've got to strive for the deeper things of God, but friend, they're not inaccessible. They're our inheritance. 
They are the treasure that we pull from our storehouse. They are there for us. Let me give you this perspective too. In a way, sometimes it's kind of like chess. There are pawns and bishops, kings and queens. We have to learn what they mean and do. And it's all so we can speak meaningfully about who God is and what he does. Okay, third law of motion. For every action, there is an equal and opposite reaction. When you do virtually nothing, there's no resistance. But if we put more energy into our spiritual life to grow, we're going to get pushback. Sometimes it feels like things even get worse. Our circumstances don't always get better, but we do have someone to walk with us through it. He strengthens and encourages us. You're never alone. He guides us. He's the best person to do life with. It's time to kick the ball in motion, and I promise you God will show up. Let's be people who are dialed into what is true, not by how we feel. Because how we feel will always shift. But God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Isaiah 48 tells us the grass fades and flowers fall, but the word of the Lord remains forever. This week, here are some action steps and questions we can consider. One of the options, maybe it's time to just make the effort to be an object in motion. Maybe it's time to reflect on what direction you're going. If you were to continue going in the direction you are now, where are you going to end up? What does your life look like? And then what might it look like for you to shift? Get the ball moving. What internal or external forces are you up against? Option three, mature people make decisions based on truth, not feelings. People are struggling with how to be wise, but the Bible tells us growth is God's will for your life. I don't want to just grow old. I want to grow up. God is a God of order. He created the world with physical laws, gravity, and in the same way, he created laws of spiritual growth. We grow when we read God's word, and we can't be healthy if we eat junk food all the time. So if we want to be healthy, we will read his word. If the only spiritual truth you get is an Instagram post with a scripture that you forget zero seconds later and maybe a message on Sunday, surely we can do better. Matthew 4, 4 says, It is written, Man must not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. Another action step for this week, I'm calling good for you habits. If we want to love God, we've got to make every effort to feed our faith to grow our faith. How can we do that? My encouragement to you would be to think through the daily, weekly, monthly, and or quarterly rhythms that help you experience closeness with God. Here's the catch. You have to do it in a way that's life-giving for you. Because what's life-giving for me may not be life-giving for you. Here's one version of my personal rhythm so you can kind of get an example daily before bed I have a quiet reflection I quickly know answers to six questions they help me process the day daily I try to go for a walk get outside look up at the sky and feel the sun during this time I may listen to the bible pray or listen to music as I walk I remember he's walking me home and that we're in this together weekly I have a Bible reading plan or a study I'm working through. 
I have a prayer journal with prompts. And I listen to podcasts and I read books throughout the week. Monthly, I schedule intentional time to recenter using my power sheets. And I'll share these journals and notebooks and resources in today's show notes. But again, please know I'm only sharing a few of my rhythms just to give you an example. Pick a good for you habit. Along the way, my prayer is that we would have a teachable spirit. Let your eyes look directly forward and your gaze be straight before you. Ponder the path of your feet, then all your ways will be sure. Proverbs 4, 25 through 26. Thank you for listening to episode four. I hope today was a kind reminder that God is always moving his people forward. We can make the effort to do our part. His mercies are new every morning, and so we can wake up, start fresh. We can be faithful with the small things that don't always feel small. And when things don't go as planned, we can repent and believe again and try again and again, and we can keep trying, and we can keep moving towards and living in all God has for us. If this episode has encouraged you in any way, would you leave a rating and review wherever you listen to the podcast? If you haven't already, subscribe to receive a monthly note from me or check out our show notes at brookwegan.com. I want to give a special thanks to the Grey Havens and their music. This podcast would not be complete without them. One last thing. Did you know I created a playlist for us? Because I did. And if you haven't listened to any of the songs yet, you can. I've put together the songs I share in this podcast and many others that encourage me to keep going or point me towards heaven. You can find the link to listen in today's show notes or head to Spotify and my profile, Brooke Weekend. Let's keep the faith, friends. Onward.